Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome. And I do mean to everybody, before I see some new faces and avatars in the crowd this morning, for the newcomers, I am Bo Wolf, and beside me is my partner, Zach Burke. We are gathered here today at this studio, in these offices, on your computers or phones, or in your ears, at this collective place of worship to come to peace with the cruel finality to the end of Christian Ellis's tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles. Over the last 20 hours, I have heard from so many of you. That alone is a testament to the reach and the power of Christian, begat by Luther, kin of Noah and Caden. The way he made us feel, dare I say, the palpability with which he played between those white lines. Now, of course, the tenor of your reactions has varied. Pragmatists and true believers have aligned in saying, worry not, for Christian will be resurrected soon. He will clear waivers, return to the practice squad, and don his midnight green 53 once again. To you, I say, pray it be so. Some of you are angry, and that is human too. How, Lord, you say, how could you watch Nicholas Morrow bounce off red cloth time and again, be left to flounder in coverage, struggle week after week, and still take Christian instead? Nicholas, after all, is four years Christian senior. For that matter, why not take Prince Albert of Okuegbunam instead? He hath but five games left to live on the life of his contract. He has provided no use whatsoever. And when he was called upon in our Goddardless hour of need, he was thrown but one ball after the battle had long been lost. 
As Dallas returns, need we four tight ends, three of whom are often visible? Must Patrick Johnson or Julio Jones or Josh Job or Bradley Roby or Moro Ojimo be spared at the expense of our beloved Christian? And why must you take a life at all? Is this newcomer Shaquille so precious, so vain, that he cannot stomach time on the practice squad himself with an accompanying promotion for the betterment of the team? If he has no back but his own, an injured one at that, how can we have his? To you, I say, be angry. The gift of time is the Lord's healant, which brings no peace now, though it's true, Christian may soon be in a better place. But do not direct your anger at the living. Moro has done nothing wrong. Rather, direct your ire at the game itself for daring to play God with the livelihoods of men with no guarantee of contract. The most difficult conversations have taken place with the, the third group of you, those of you for whom this transaction, unnoticed or unremarked upon by so many, has instead brought about a crisis of faith. You share your thoughts. Howie, how hath thou forsaken me? How is it that our all-knowing general manager could come to this conclusion? How could he know that Christian is an essential member of the best unit on the team, a special teams group that ranks second in the league in DVOA compared to a seventh-ranked offense and 21st-ranked defense and still wave the player who has played the most snaps for that group? Would the number two offense, the Miami Dolphins, simply wave Tyreek Hill? Would the number two defense, the Cleveland Browns, move on from Miles Garrett? It's impossible to fathom. You say, could our memory be so short? Do we not remember the excitement over the Julio Jones edition those weeks ago? And do we not know the depressing production he's provided since? Is the person in charge of our in-season acquisitions just somebody who Googles 2019 Pro Bowlers? You go on. You wonder what it must say about linebackers coach DJ Elliott if he can't be trusted to get anyone ready to play on defense other than old, established veterans. You say, we're throwing off the cliff a 24-year-old with team control to leave three over-the-hill veterans who will all be free agents next offseason, leaving us with an injury-prone possible bust and Ben Van Sumeren. Am I expected to also be so naive, you say? Isn't this short-sighted decision-making precisely what has gotten us into trouble in the path, past? I must say that these are my most difficult conversations. Who among us has not struggled with these questions? But the Lord is wise, and he is kind enough to share that wisdom with us. I direct you all now to the book of Doug from Two Hill 2020. And the Lord said to the eagle, rest easy, bird, for there is bounty yonder. Fish, mice, squirrels, geese, a feast awaits. But the restless eagle spotted instead on a branch below a single marshmallow. He plucked it into his beak and fell asleep. Hours later, remembering the Lord's promise, he set off for yonder only to spot 
another marshmallow. Once again, he gobbled it up and rested his head down. He dreamed of great things. When he awoke, his stomach pained. Though he had eaten, the calories were empty. He resolved to take flight for the bounty promised by the Lord. Only this time before flying, he saw below not one marshmallow, nor two, but what looked like 75. He ate, and he ate, and he ate, until he could eat no more. Instead of falling asleep, powered by the meal, he set off for the bounty promised by the Lord. As he crested the mountain, he saw what the Lord had promised, everything an eagle would need to survive. He would live forever here. But as he thought of the full, nutritious meals due to him, the eagle realized he was no longer flying. He was falling. The empty calories were weighing him down, and he fell to his death. Let us pray. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Game, plan, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on last-minute tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Zach, how are you? I have so many thoughts and so few words to uh, <laughs> express about this. I am uh, I'm excited for the show, I thought. <laughs> um, I was up prepping for uh, a huge Eagles game this weekend. A yep. lot going on. Um, <laughs> that was uh, quite eloquent. Uh, well written. You're a very good writer. <laughs> Performed well. Fascinating. Um, yeah, that was, uh, uh, to those in the chat, you're all correct. I had no idea what was about to take place. Literally none. Uh, Bo said he had something prepared about yesterday's transaction, uh, which, by the way, I imagine, you know, by now, the Eagles waived Christian Ellis. What? <laughs> the Eagles waived Christian Ellis. And uh, <laughs> to officially make, officially make room for Shaq Leonard, but... Uh, five years ago, when I started doing a podcast with Bo, he said, you got to respect the bit. And uh, you're certainly respecting the bit. So well done. Well done. All right. Why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a little yeah. Stone Cold News, man? <laughs> too, too hard for you to turn the page? I think the news is well established right now. Uh, yeah. So the Eagles needed a, a roster spot for Shaq Leonard. They're gonna, um, and they found one by waving Christian Ellis. Uh they could have waived Nicholas Morrow, like you said. My my guess is, she, is Christian Ellis clears waivers today. He returns to the practice squad, as you alluded to. But How about the Cowboys claim him? 
yeah, I, I think the fact that the Eagles did this later in the week probably was strategic on their end. Smarting themselves. Maybe so. By the way, Howie, if you are watching, <laughs> which not, we know you are, yeah. I need to say, I uh, I did not personally understand what that title meant. Uh, oh, what's, the headline. Yeah, what's the reference it's from? It's a movie. What it's movie? It's a book. What the book? assassination of uh, Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Ah, okay. I wasn't familiar with that. Okay. Is it good? Is it a good film? It is a good movie. I'll watch that. Yeah. It's about the great, assassination. Uh, great cinematography in that movie. I've never watched something for the cinematography. You know what? I, it's it's not a thing that I no- normally do, but okay. it's like it, it, it's uh, okay. it's beautifully shot. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. And how? If you're watching, by the way, I have a lot of questions that I. Uh, I would like to ask too. Sure. In addition to the so, I just figured I, I wouldn't use I wouldn't use my chance to talk to Howie in the camera right. just for the Christian Ellis thing. But no. So why don't it, you ask it, him a question and see if you get a response? Speaking into existence and ask the Lord. <laughs> uh, what's your level of interest in Zach Ertz? How about that? Hmm. Nah. You wouldn't burn that question. That's yeah, an eventuality. Yeah, I feel like a short term. Yeah, yeah. A, oh, I thought, oh, so you I want you, a bigger one? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to talk like to Howie again. You have one shot to ask God a question, and you're asking him, like, well, that's what, not, uh, that's uh, not my uh, one. That's, what am I going to have for dinner tomorrow night? Like, something you're going to find out anyway. Oh, well, you want me a, a bigger, like, as if this is the only question I'll ever ask Howie? Yeah, why not? Uh, well, I'll save that for off air. I got, okay. I got a lot for Howie. Um, anyways, so uh, Eagles wave Christian Ellis. He can, if he clears waivers, I imagine they'll bring back to the practice squad, but they made that decision to go with Shaq Leonard, who was in the building yesterday. He's wearing number 50, although come to think of it, number 53 is now available if he would like to wear that. Uh, and perhaps that had something to do with I it. I wonder if that is the reason. Perhaps. Uh, so uh, also in Major Eagles news, Dallas Goddard is going to return. Dallas Goddard says that Dallas and Dallas has a nice ring to it. Uh, but would have been a full participant in practice. Dallas does Dallas. Is that what our headline should have been? <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. Um, Dallas. In, I think I think judging by your reaction, you know exactly what that means. <laughs> no, I get worried that if I confirm something or play along with it, it's, I'm staying away from that one. Okay. Uh, Dallas in Dallas is the way he framed it. Uh, so Dallas is playing in Dallas. And he would have been a full participant in, in practice. On the injury front, it was interesting to see yesterday that uh, Darius Slay uh, would have missed practice. Had, it, the Eagles had a, a walkthrough. They qualified as resting player slash knee. Julio Jones dealing with a groin injury would not have practiced. Good news for the Eagles. Zach Cunningham uh, is progressing. Would have been limited with a hamstring injury. Jack Stoll dealing with a knee injury. Both the top tight ends are healthy. Uh, the Slay thing is interesting because he didn't play at the end of that game mm-hmm. while some of the other yeah. starters were. He's been dealing with yeah. some stuff over the course of the season, and he also has not been playing quite as well. Yes, so something to monitor with that knee. Uh, the The opening to the show was creative, interesting. Uh, I'm a, very impressed with your writing and performing. Uh, but but uh, real quick on, on the Christian Ellis thing, it sounds like you would have cut Nicholas Morrow or... Albert O. I mean, I definitely Christian would have cut Albert O. Now, it's inter- the, I, I keep saying interesting. It was framed to me when I was talking to someone that they found it, um, that they found it interesting that the Eagles kept Van Sumeren as opposed to. I don't think you can cut a guy after promoting him from 
well, the practice squad. You'd, you'd have to pay him, I think, for three weeks. Right. But also, if they put him on practice squad, he wouldn't have elevations left. Right. Too. So, right, I, right. so that might have had something to do with Yeah, the I don't think thing. the Van Sumeren, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because of the actual logistics exactly. of the rules, that, that wouldn't have made sense. I agree with you there. Yeah, so uh, I could still see Christian Ellis in uniform this weekend. I actually, no, you know, uh, some of the some <laughs> of the things that I wrote, I, I do believe. Um, I think that this is a short-sighted thing. We know, like, I just, like, it is part of a larger picture that I do think is a little bit similar to the things they did in 2020, where there, and, and this is not just because of Christian Ellis, but it is like, and Howie Roseman, to his credit, always says, like, if he's always trying to chase a ring, right? Like, yeah. he, he, like um, he will always do whatever he can to try to, to get to the mountaintop and that's great and that's why they have a lot of the really good players that they do but I, I think there are diminishing returns on that stuff sometimes and if you are giving snaps to julio jones and like now i'm not saying they don't need shaq leonard but like every player here like is is uh bradley roby that great is he that much better than than what they have and would they be better served long term even later this season, if those snaps were going to younger players. And it's also very similar. And this is probably not a Howie thing because we know how he feels about the defensive line rotation. But like these mounting snaps for the defensive linemen, there, there is a lot of, I think, sort of short-term thinking permeating their decision-making this season that I think there is a chance could like really come home to roost. I hear your point, and I don't dismiss it. I do think the Eagles see a 10 and two to a 10 win team right now that has a shot that there's a clear window here. And I understand right, but the window is not in week 11. The window is not in week 12. The window that matters is the window in the playoffs. And I know sure. like you're chasing the one seed, but like, no, but I think some of these moves, you know, adding a Shaq Leonard, if it's going to make you X percent better at linebacker, then, then you're doing, I, I think we kind of overrate how big a part of, a like how how big a part of the, the team's long term future Christian Ellis would be? Yeah, but, I'm not, that, it's, yeah, this is not really a Christian. No, Ellis but thing. but but this is it's it's similar to you have two cornerbacks uh, th- over thirty years old. You have Darius Lay and James yeah. Bradbury, right? All, every single one of these decisions is defensible on its own and makes sense on its own. But in totality, you they they keep committing to the older players. They keep sacrificing the long term for the short term, and eventually. That that like you fall off a cliff when that happens. Yeah, so I'm 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 of the opinion, and I've said this before. Howie needs to always be building like that. That needs to be Howie's frame of mind for for how he assembles a, a roster. Is is never think you're one move away. Always be building. Uh, now I look at that with more of the the big the the big moves. Whether it's your draft picks, your trades, your signings, your big money signings that that can uh, significantly this room tilt. is really long. It's hard to get into my pocket. <laughs> that significantly tilt uh, a, a team's chances one way or the other. For some of these fringe roster moves, I'm okay with with operating on the margins and with short term interest. Uh, and perhaps, by the way, Shaq Leonard is a move that serves them for the next two to three years. If, if, if they like him, if he fits, he plays well. Like I said, it could be a Jeremiah Trotter late career renaissance. But uh, it is fair. I'm not being hypocritical here because I'm, I'm saying you can't make 
moves just to maintain a championship team. But when you're in December of a championship year, of a year when you could make a run, and it's presumably Jason Kelsey's last year, it's potentially Brandon Graham's last year, potentially Fletcher Cox's last year. Uh, Lane Johnson said he, he, he'll, he'll play two more years. But, but there is a window with some of the players on this team, and this is a year when this league is for the taking, right? There are multiple quarterbacks injured. Uh, the Eagles have already beaten the Chiefs. They've already beaten the Bills. They've already you know beaten the Cowboys, right? They sh- they've shown you. They didn't beat the Niners, but they've shown you they can play with the best teams in the league. I'm okay if, if, if you're making moves on the margins that you feel tilt your championship odds, expert, like even if it's a fraction of a percent or a small percent, I'm okay with that. I'm less interested if you are making a draft pick because you think this guy fits in the short term. If you're trading a second or a third round pick because you think that this guy can put you over the edge. You should never operate like you're one player away. If you're cutting Christian Ellis for Shaq Leonard, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's a little bit like the uh, the Coach Flynnism uh, with analytics. Like you can't you can't date him. You got to marry him. It's not as hmm. it's you can't just say like, oh well, I will sacrifice my beliefs for this move, and then also for this move, and then also for this. But move. not. The- but you know, it's it's yeah. it's also like the chip. You you have a whole team of exceptions all of a sudden, right? Sure. Um, this is not just about the Christian Ellis thing, but I, yeah. I just like the 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 defensive line rotation. I think is is very along the, sure. the lines of this thinking because it's like you know Nick Sirianni was asked about it yesterday, right? And he said, "Well, you know, it's not it's not equal with last year because there were so many blowouts last yep. year. We're playing all these close games. Well, like, yeah, maybe maybe." In the moment, it feels like Fletcher Cox needs to be needs to be out there for the eighth play of this drive against uh, the Cowboys at home, right? We're, we got a bye coming up, but then all of a sudden, you're out there against the uh, you know against the Niners, and there's no pass rush. Like all well, of yeah. these got like there's no pass rush. You're right, um, and like that stuff catches up to you very quickly, and it it doesn't mean that if okay okay all of a sudden we're going to take the the reins off. Uh, in week 16 and they're going to be ready for the playoffs maybe but maybe now you're going to lose in Dallas and maybe now you're not going to have a great pass rush in Seattle next week like I don't know I just yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little bit I'm a, this is there's a little bit of recency bias because they just got blown out but I'm a I, I'm a little bit wary of like uh, things could come crashing down well it does concern me that it's it's week 14 uh and Josh and Josh Sweat it has already played 623 snaps. His career high is 655 snaps. Yeah, right. He's he's gonna lap that, right? right. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I hear you there, and they're they're not getting enough consistent pass rush from that defensive front. Uh, I, I view those as two separate issues, but yeah, there are also like um, you know, we talked about the the self scouting of Nicobe Dean, right? Sure. I'm not, you know, they made the Super Bowl last year with Kaiser White on the field, right? Yes. But if if Nicobe Dean had gotten on the field at all and they had taken a look at him, maybe they would have had more information for how to plan for 2023. You know, um, Sidney Brown, if he had been on the field, I don't know. These these yeah. things are all. It's, it's not perfect. Thing, it's like yeah, I don't I, know. And there I, are no good answers. I, we, I am I am complaining about a team that has lost three games with Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback the last two years. Yeah, the, the Nicobe Dean thing that's complicated by the fact that he got injured week one. And so you you never know how much you really saw 
of the of the, the Kobe Dean you expected. But your point is valid there. I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, look, a lot of this is going to come down to how Shaq Leonard looks. If if Shaq Leonard is a name that doesn't give you much of an of an improvement on Nicholas Morrow or even Christian Ellis, then yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a move that makes headlines but doesn't change it, it, it doesn't tilt your odds. So I'm I'm fascinated to see Shaq Leonard. He spoke yesterday. Um, he said a big reason why he said it, it wasn't like Philly or Dallas. It was coming to Philly because of his familiarity with Nick Sirianni, their background that he had. He said his joke with Nick Sirianni was that Sirianni used to say all right every sentence. Uh, mm. Now he says right as opposed to all right. So he took out the all. He just goes right. Uh, Sirianni and I and, and Casey Tuhill are kind of like Wright brothers. With uh, oh, we, They're flying, flying. <laughs> we use the rights, right? Uh, <laughs> Left. <laughs> Um, he, he said that he, this isn't about proving to the league that he can still play. This is about proving to himself that he can still play. He said the reason why he hasn't looked the way he won the look is, uh, it takes time to, re- to recover from a back injury. He, he had, he had two back surgeries. He said he couldn't run for five, six months and he needed to kind of get his feet underneath him. He likes the way he's able to play in this defensive scheme. Why couldn't he just go to the practice squad, by the way? Oh, he absolutely could have. Yeah. I agree with you there. What the hell? I agree. They, if, you know, there, there could have been a practice squad elevation. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you there. That's, that's the way Howie has used the practice squad. Uh, so I, I was surprised to see that. I wonder if that was part of the stipulation. That's what of, I'm saying. A little, bit, a little bit of a me guy coming in here. Come on. Oh no! Sacrifice yourself for the team, my friend. I don't think it's that. I mean, perhaps that was a a stipulation between the Eagles and and Dallas. Although, I don't know if the salary would have much to do with it because you can pay the game check. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna get the game check. So I'm that's that's a fair question. Maybe that's what I would ask Howie. Why don't you start Shaq Leonard on the practice squad? Although I'm probably not burning my one Howie question for that. I didn't know that was my only Howie question. I certainly wouldn't have asked about Zach Ertz. I mean, there's other ways I can find out about Zach Ertz. That's what I'm, and, that's what I'm saying. Than, yeah. than going to Howie. Question I mean, he can answer. It'd be a big picture thing. It, it, it would be probably something from that 2015 season uh, that I would, I, I would really want to delve mm, deeper into. Yeah, um, there's some things from that gap year, if 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 you will, that uh, I think is part of a formative Howie story. Howie Howie turns 50 next year. I would uh, wow. I would love to write like Howie at 50, similar to how Wright Thompson wrote Michael Michael Jordan at 50, right? I mean that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to compare myself to Wright Thompson nor Howie to Michael Jordan. I'm yeah. just saying that's a uh, that's a big birthday. That's that's kind of a milestone in somebody's life. Okay. That's a no sell on your end. You know what else is a milestone in somebody's life, Zach? Going to Wheelhouse? A trip to Wheelhouse. Oh, cards. yes. You see, you and I think alike there uh, about some things. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you about Wheelhouse because it's one of my favorite places to go. And the reason is, is because it's the go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of, love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps, Chrome Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies for brands like Mitchell Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food Starter, and Shive Vintage Sports. I have a sweatshirt I was wearing yesterday from Shive Vintage Sports. Looking to grade in, I bought it, by the way, at Wheelhouse Cards. 
Looking to grade your sports card collection? Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop into either of your stores in Wayne, either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. They're open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Also, <coughs> be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. Um... Give you a little behind the scenes on uh, on the outfit. Uh, about about seven fifteen last night, I you know we're in like the middle of bedtime. Said to Rachel, "Can I can I ask you for a really stupid favor?" She said, "Oh, like what is this?" <laughs> yeah, where's that? I, I think curious for that. I think I need to run to the costume store. They close at eight. Uh, so uh, I did uh, looking for like a priest costume, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. They had nothing. I mean, they got all these costumes. No, no, no priest, no, no reverend, no anything. Is that a popular costume dressing up as a priest? I like would, I like when you go to so. Halloween parties, do yeah, you see priests? Yeah, all the time. Or you know, like uh, it could be like a like a, a vampire <laughs> hunting priest or something like that. One of those okay. things. Nothing. Well, the closest thing I could find uh, was the Grim Reaper. Mm. So I got the Grim Reaper here. Is that what that is? And okay. uh, it is. I have the mask over there. I didn't bring it into the studio. Uh, if I, if I, I was actually thinking if it had been, if I had the, the sickle, I think it's what it's called. Uh, if I had had that with the mask, I might have closed the, yeah. the sermon with, you know, revealing myself yes. as the Grim Reaper instead. But Julia did a great job with the gaffer's tape here uh, to, you know, really, really make the whole thing come together. Great job by her. And here we are. Now, you and I went to breakfast with our old friend, Sheila Kapadia, this morning. Oh, uh, we did. did, you, I got, did I got you some consider- bad news on that front. Did you, you had bad news? Yeah. He took me down in ping pong. I tried to, I tried oh. to, give, him, I tried to give him the old okey-doke, played the first game lefty. He, he took me down, and then all of a sudden my confidence was shot. I had my AirPods in there. I was listening to press conferences. but You were stewing about the, the title of the episode. Yeah, yeah, I brought that up. You had no time for that discussion. Um, trying to bring people in. Trying by the to way, Edward Chamberlain in the chat. Edward Chamberlain in the chat. It's it's part of a joke. He's not actually calling Howie Roseman a coward. Correct. Uh, but uh, I was I was curious. Did you consider wearing that to breakfast this morning? No, but Shield did remark that I was why I was yeah. so dressed up because I have a, just like a nice white collared shirt on, and I said I got a bit. Yeah. And yeah, say no more. And knowing you, it's like, oh, okay. That that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but in any event. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, someone's asking sexy nun outfit. They didn't even have that. I didn't see a nun outfit. Were you considering going nun? I don't think a nun would have worked, but. Were you yeah. considering going nun? Have you, have you ever written a sermon like that before? No, not that I can recall. You're terrific at, at your day job, but. <laughs> If you're ever looking for like a, a secondary source, if you want to join the Church of Christian, a secondary Ellis. source of income, although don't you have to take a vow of poverty for that, right? Like, isn't that like for certain uh, certain denominations? Uh, you know, oh, okay. Uh, be a, <laughs> okay. Um, get into Southern Baptist, you can rake <laughs> in the money. In any event, I thought that was uh, really well written, well performed, and a treat for the PHLY audience who. Like I said, there's a lot of um, longtime viewers and listeners in the chat. But for the uh, newcomers, I hope that was somebody's. I hope that was at least one person's very <laughs> yeah. first episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you can. I I can promise you. I don't want to speak on Bo's behalf, but I suppose I am. Come the off season, you're bound to have uh, 
Uh, you're bound to see Bo's creative. Speaking growth. of which, we got we got a shout out our man Chris on the streets. Yeah, absolutely. Walking to the studio, see Chris across the street. Love how interested he is in the show. Big fan. Yeah, Respect works right Chris. over there. Exactly, Chris. I look forward to seeing more of you on, on my walk in. Um, but uh, yeah, you can see more of Bo's creative brilliance uh, throughout the off season, and I imagine it won't be the last time that I feel uncomfortable on this set. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope not. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, back back to the Eagles news. The the Dallas Goddard return is big for the Eagles uh, for two reasons. Number one, he's Dallas Goddard. He's one of the best tight ends in in the league. But I know that there's a segment of fans who, including those who were greeting employees coming into the NoCare Complex yesterday with a sign that said "Run the ball." And Nick Sirianni sent them coffee. I don't imagine that uh, they give them the runs. The coffee. Oh, I see what you did there. I I don't know that, uh, but that uh, Nick Sirianni's heard this sentiment before. He's heard it from his his first year with the team. He'll be unmoved by I think that sentiment. But what will help him, you know, I, and we, we can get to the run game discussion. But the Eagles' run game was not effective last week. And if you want this run game to be more effective, one way to do it is get Dallas Goddard back in the lineup because I, I think uh, Dallas Goddard really helps them in that area. I think that's true. Um, I'm let, we can have this discussion uh, about the run game. I, I believe the, the greater factor is like Jalen Hurts not being a threat as a runner. And it's, it's actually, it's, it is the funny um, irony of the ridiculous David Carr thing from the other day hmm. um, because it, he comes to like the exact wrong conclusion. If you wanted to sell me that, uh, it, like if you wanted to make the crazy person's case for Marcus Mariota, to be the quarterback. It's not that he's can read defenses better. That's insane. But if you want to say they, this is a team that needs to live on its running game and get defenses to respect the running game. And they're not respecting the running game because Jalen hurts is injured right now. Marcus Mariota would do that. And he would open up the running game and anybody can throw to, you know, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown. Like it's a bad argument, yeah. but it, there's more credence to that. Yeah, than, that, that was really oh, the Eagles need to be a more of a drop back passing team and get Marcus Mariota. in there. like, have you ever watched a game before? Yeah, the reading defense thing. And shout out to Shield, who had a good, uh, a good, proper takedown of the. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, don't racist tropes of that of that. It argument. just doesn't. It just doesn't add up to me. The uh, reading defense part of it. I, there's nothing within. Yeah, it's not sense. We don't need to. There's nothing within two that. years that suggests. But, but I do think have, like the running game is, uh, and um, I think Dane is tweeted about it. But like the the EPA per play yeah. or EPA per run. Over the past two years, like the nine best are all from last season. That tracks what we see. Like the Vikings game in week two was great. The Bucks game, they were able to do it at the end of that game. And since then, you know, we were wondering, is it because Cam Jurgens was out of the lineup or is it because of Jalen Hurts' uh, you know, lack of mobility, relatively speaking, to, to what he did last year? Whatever the reason is, it is not as good as it was last year. And they need it to be better. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts is a, is a is a big part of that, right? That 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 comes along with it. But this idea that they need to run the ball more. Look, I I get that's something that you know you know fans like to see the running game, and the Eagles did not run the ball much or well against San Francisco. If you watched that 49ers game and you thought that the reason they lost that game is because they did not run it enough, then you and I just interpreted that game differently. But I'll say this, in terms of the overall sentiment about needing to run the ball more, the Eagles are number five in the NFL in rushes per offensive play, okay? Uh, so in, in rushing percentage. Okay. Now, 
that's skewed, of course, by quarterback sneaks and, and whatnot. But if you want to look at just running back runs, which we're able to filter through the running back runs, and, and I separated the first half of that game on Sunday because the the second half it was it was kind of you had to start passing there. San Francisco had the ball first in the second half. They scored on on that drive. They were able to extend their lead. And at, at that point, you don't have to get away from your offense, but you're gonna naturally pass the ball more. But the Eagles had seven rushes to running backs in the first half on Sunday. They averaged 9.2 this season. They've had three games with fewer, both Washington games and the New York Jets game. They didn't run well in either of those games. Um, part of that's the defensive front. And two other games with seven, the Buffalo game and the Rams game. But more importantly, and I think this is why they, they did not run the ball much in the second half too, on those seven rushes, they averaged 2.1 yards per carry and they had a 0% success rate, okay? So they literally were not getting yards above expected uh, for, you know, for any of their runs. They were not running the ball well against San Francisco, and so therefore they went to passing it. So I think what you need to say is not do they need to run the ball more, but how can they run the ball better? Because I think they're yeah. handing the ball to running backs, frankly, an appropriate amount of time. And so DeAndre Swift's top 10 in the league in carries, and uh, I, I, you know, I had a um, a tweet yesterday that I kind of said it tongue in cheek, which I, I I don't typically do, and it drew it it, it, it drew ire from uh, fans and followers, and, and and look, I will own that. I, I I will take that. Reasonable minds can disagree, but but what I said is you have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith uh, at wide receiver for the Eagles. Both of them are playing exceedingly well this year. If I was an opposing defensive coordinator, I would stand outside Novacare and I would ask them to run the ball because right. uh, I would much prefer the Eagles hand the ball to Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott or even DeAndre Swift than take my chances against. A, a, a Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. Um, but look, the response I, I, I kept getting is, is this is why you're not a coach. Everyone knows you need balance. I don't think you need balance. I don't, if I'm an offensive coach and I get it, I'm, I'm, I'm a reporter. Someone called me like a couch coordinator. Fine, I'll, I, I, I will own that. You I need don't to stop think, reading every comment. I read every comment. I, your yeah. customers, I, look, it's, if, if, if I ran a sandwich shop, and I had bad sandwiches, people wouldn't keep coming back. If I'm a reporter and I have, have you know, and, and where I'm on, on here as a host, a co-host, and I'm giving bad, you know, I'm, I'm giving opinions that people don't like, they're not going to come back. Like, I, I, I want to be... Those people are not getting paid for their opinions. Their opinions don't have more credence than the other opinions of the people who say that you're doing a good job. Okay. <laughs> how do like, how do you, how do you balance those out? Well, I tried to listen to all of them, but yeah, but that's, that's impossible. <laughs> okay. We'll save that for another day too. Okay. Uh, because I'd like to have, let's, let's have, uh, the sickos. Everybody <laughs> tells Zach that the show needs a little bit more nudity and let's see how he responds to that. <laughs> we got 21 minutes. We have a draft to get to. Uh, so I, I, I will say though that, um, my goal and I don't think the Eagles' goal either is not balance. And I don't think you need to run the ball to, to help out the passing game. I think what you want to do is you want to run the ball effectively when when the situation dictates running. So whether the, the matchup is there, you you have a, a favorable matchup against either that defensive front or the the way their defense is, is presented, okay? Or if you're nursing a lead late in the game and and, and, and you want to run the ball. Well, you, you also need to run the ball effectively to, to make defense. I, yes. I know that there is like the uh, run to open up the pass is a bit of a, a trope, but yeah. 
for this team. It is true. Like to make sure that the safeties are not just sitting back yeah. and putting all of their attention on AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, because you only throw to two people while Dallas Goddard's yeah. out. Now it's going to be three. Like you need to have, you, you need to affect the way that the defenses play by being able to prove that you can run the ball. And Kelsey made the point on his podcast that like, you know, our defense has played more snaps over the past two games yes. than any defense has in any two game stretch. Like that is true. And like that running the ball doesn't mean they don't play as much. Like it's about sustaining drives, but like that is also kind of true. Yeah. But, and, but when you're averaging 2.1 yards per carry with a 0% success rate and the response that I get is, well, the next run could be a 31 yarder right. and next, it changes yeah, so that average. Pass, yeah. But I will also say there is a much higher percentage chance of having a 30 yard pass to AJ Brown or Devonte Smith and a 30 yard run to uh, to DeAndre Swift in the, in that situation, so I would be more inclined to pass the ball to the Eagles. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, to my top receivers, in particular when the running game is not going well. That's that's my. I would say instead of instead of running, instead of saying run, uh, you know, uh, run the ball or run the ball more, I would say run the ball better because that's what they need. They need to run the ball better. A lot of uh, calls for nudity on the chat. Uh, take that advice. No. Flash a little skin? No? I, I, I would not. Okay. No, no. Maybe All I'll... of a sudden, the customer's not always right. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Trying to keep this job, right? <laughs> good, good customer service. <laughs> you ready for a rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, let's do... Oh, well, is there... An, an I was going to do the first couple okay. rounds and then, and then get Perfect. to the last read. Okay. Here. Oh, and should we tell them... The, well, the yeah, you got here? a big new twist. Why don't you fill yeah, us in? Yeah, so because we've already done Eagles-Cowboys... And we don't want to just be repetitive. And it wasn't that long ago. And we'll use this as a function to talk about the matchups. But the matchup hasn't changed in a significant way. One thing we're going to do here is you're allowed to make a trade. You're allowed to force a trade, a swap. Yeah, let's not call it a trade. A trade, a trade okay. implies that yeah, we okay. come to terms and agree uh, on them. You're allowed to... Um, you poach. Poach. You're allowed to poach. But it needs to be a one-for-one. One and it can't be... So, but you're not poaching the position group that's been drafted. No. You're, you're poaching what you can take one player yeah. from a position group. So you're allowed to take Micah Parsons, let's say, if if the other team has the Cowboys edge rushers. But in that case, you're sacrificing an Eagles edge 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 rusher in there, and then quarterback and not and not Nolan Smith. It's it's the equivalent. It's yes. the number one. It's Hassan Reddick. Exactly. Or, you know, if I um, if I take AJ Brown from you, I have to give you CD Lamb. Yes. Uh, but then the one thing to point out is quarterbacks are off limits here. Right. It, right. Yeah. So you're you're getting either Dak or Hurts. Just a little bit of a different thing. It's yeah. a good idea. You texted this morning. Okay. Yeah. I was doing a lot of show prep this morning. Uh, I was excited. I was doing show. my show prep last night. I can tell. Okay. All right. Ready? Two out of three. I'm trying to think about last week. Yeah, okay. The whole <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper beats my rock. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock beats your scissors. Give me a second. So this the whole point of this game is okay. that it's supposed to be rapid fire. Okay. It's just, okay. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. My scissors beats your paper. Okay. It's like right. might storm off. This is nuts. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to watch tape and learn. All right. Uh, I mean, I think you could argue that uh, better to have the second and third picks this week. But uh, let's see. Quarterback, he can make a case. Wide receiver, two versus one. Both, both offensive lines are very good. Defensive tackles, maybe overrated. Um... Huh. And I could go full Joker here because the the Christian Ellis 
waving has really turned me against the Eagles. No, there's no doubt about that. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Dak Prescott. Interesting. MVP front runner. Uh, Love the way he's playing this year. Yeah, he's playing very well. Uh, I think he's going to play well at home. I just, I think I might just draft all Cowboys just because of the whole, uh, the whole Christian Ellis debacle. Uh, okay. Okay. That's how I'm feeling. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going with the Eagles wide receivers. Okay. Uh, which I think as well as CD lamb is, 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 is playing AJ Brown and Devonte Smith are both playing, uh, uh, at a really high level, and I think there's there's a uh, a delta there. Uh, now the other m- move here is uh, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I'm gonna go with the Who Eagles offensive tackles first. I'm gonna go with the Eagles offensive tackles. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I was thinking of a different group there, but I think there's that's 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 more poach worthy. In the Eagles' offense, oh, although the the right tackle situation, yeah, that that probably wasn't the best move for me. Given the poach, I didn't think about didn't think the poach strategy well enough here. Uh, I don't want to. Oh yeah, but you know what? The Eagles have an edge at offensive tackles. Um, Jordan Mailata uh, at, at left tackle. I don't know if I give him the total edge over over Tyron Smith, but certainly Lane Johnson. I think Tyron Smith is better right now than Drew Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But Lane Johnson over over Terrence Steele on the right side. Certainly, Lane Johnson had a great game against Nick Bosa, as Baldy pointed out. And I would also recommend uh, there's a video right now that the Eagles put out when Lane Johnson found out about the player. Oh, I'm sorry, about the Man of the Year uh, honor. And it was it was kind of a hidden camera in the back of the O-line meeting room. I would recommend watching that. And I will be speaking to Lane Johnson. Hopefully in about 45 minutes. So uh, you can find all that information on Twitter and maybe all PHLY.com. We'll see. All right. Before we get to the next pick in the And tomorrow's show as well. Let's talk about our friends at FOCO. If I can find it. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. It's holiday season. You need to get those gifts. They've got overalls. They've got hoodies. They've got hats. They've got sunglasses. They've got bags. Everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHLY10. For 10% off. All right, Zach. Um, I think if I was playing this honestly, I might take the Eagles defensive tackles, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the Cowboys edge rushers hmm. because uh, the Cowboys rank fourth in the league in sacks per pass attempt. Micah Parsons. The Eagles have always done a very good job against Micah Parsons. No doubt about that. Um, but the Eagles pass rush is not getting home right now. And I'm using the edge as the proximity, as the uh, uh, proxy for that. Give me the, uh, give me the Eagles, the, the Cowboys edge rushers. Okay, and that's, of course, Micah Parsons. How about them Cowboys? Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence there. Uh, and Micah Parsons, whose sack numbers have not been as prolific as they might have been in the past. But, man, it, well, he's had 11 and a half sacks, so I, I, I take that back. Uh, he's, he's come on recently with uh, – he had two and a half against the Panthers, a sack and a half against the Commanders. We all remember that game clinching sack, of course, on Thanksgiving. Uh, 
But uh, it, I'm going to go with the Eagles' defensive tackles here. Um, and I, I, I think they have the edge there. They have depth. Uh, they certainly need to use it better. Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, of course, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. And Carter and Davis taking a lot of snaps. But I like the depth in, in that group. And the Cowboys, you're looking at Hankins. You're looking at Osa Odiga. Ogizua. And then the first round pick, Mozzie Smith, who uh, was supposed to really help their run defense this year. Not very good so far. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys interior offensive line. Mm. Um, I think if you were going position by position, Eagles have the edge okay. at center. Cowboys have a huge edge at right guard. I think uh, I trust the people who say that right now the Cowboys have the edge at left guard over Lennon Dickerson. It's close, but Tyler Smith has been outstanding. Uh, you know, he gets to play next to Tyron Smith. Very powerful. They're both very good run blockers. I think Tyler Smith is just a little bit uh, better right now. So I'm taking the I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay, I'm going with the Cowboys safeties here. Um, I and uh, I want it all Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys safeties here and the Eagles safeties. Uh, you know they're better than they were earlier this year. Reed Blankenship, by the way, second in the league in strong safety Pro Bowl voting. How after, stupid is it that the Pro Bowl still has strong safety free safety? Yeah, but after Kyle Hamilton. So going into that draft last year, when I loved Kyle Hamilton, uh, I had him as as one of the top three possibilities for the Eagles. Certainly understood them taking Jordan Davis and said that Jordan Davis was a good pick considering the, the value they place on the defensive front. But I loved Kyle Hamilton as a player. But if you had told me that Kyle Hamilton would be first in Pro Bowl voting, I would have said that makes a lot of sense. If you had told me that the player the Eagles signed is the undrafted rookie from Middle Tennessee State who they barely gave bonus money to and was last on the depth chart would then be second in Pro Bowl voting the next year, I would have said... Bo, what are you talking about? Uh, so You say that a lot, though. I do say that quite a bit. Um, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys safeties because I've always been a fan of Malik Hooker. I made sure that I said Malik there and not said oh, I've always been a fan of Hooker because then you would uh, use that against me. I don't know what you're talking um, about. <laughs> but I've always been a fan of Malik Hooker. Uh, you know, he's he, he's my type, former first-round pick, awesome player at Ohio State, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, I believe is where he's from. Uh, but uh, him and Donovan Wilson and J, and J. Ron Curse is kind of like that hybrid safety linebacker type. So I'm going with the sa- the safeties on the Cowboys. If you could do it over, would you would you take Kyle Hamilton over Jordan Davis? Mm, good question. Yes, I would. Um, yeah, I would. I would. Now I, I I think Jordan Davis was a good pick, and I like it. And I, I as I said at the time. Uh, that, that 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 they made it. It's hard to find people like Jordan Davis because literally there was there was no one in the world who had ever had who had who had ever had that type of athletic testing. And it's much harder to find a dominant defensive or that type of defensive tackle than it is to find a safety. Um, but I thought Kyle Hamilton was a rare player, and he's turned into that in Baltimore. Uh, and then also. If you told me they were getting Jalen Carter the next year, I, I I would have said yeah, do that because you can find you know for that Jordan Davis role like Aleem McNeil. I know he got uh, he's on IR now, but that could have been their third round pick the year before. He could have given them that Jordan Davis type of player. Um, but I'm 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 I still think Jordan Davis is a good pick. That's Wait, Aleem McNeil is was the year before. That's what I said. Oh, okay. the, the, oh, yeah. the, I'm I'm saying for. Like that big body defensive tackle, right. you can find that in a middle round typically as well. Sure. Yeah. Not like Travis it, Jones was on the board yeah. for the Eagles in their second round yeah. pick. You know, 
Anyway, uh, all right. Left on the board, running back, tight end, linebacker, corner, and special teams. I'm going to take the Cowboys corners. Now, okay, they're not perfect. Yeah, Deron Bland is an interesting Deron case. Deron Bland is a very you know uh, boom-bust type player. Devontae Smith got that touchdown on him uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but right now the Eagles corners are not playing great, and they're not turning the ball over. And so if I'm taking two groups that are uh, just playing okay, give me the one with, with some uh, playmaking upside. Hmm. So I'll take I'll take the Cowboys. Okay. Um, You're gonna let me have all Cowboys except for the Eagles safeties. That's how this <laughs> is gonna play out. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm go with the Eagles tight ends and Jake and, and Jake Ferguson has uh, mm-hmm. has shown some. He, he's I, I've been impressed with with what I've seen from Jake Ferguson. Luke Schoonmaker didn't really like that pick in the second round, but he, yeah, what a crazy pick. Yeah, uh, but with Dallas Goddard back. I I think the I, I think very highly of Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to be pumped. He's got a nice little scar on his forearm. He says they did a really good job. He could barely see the scar. I, I did see the scar. That's why I asked him about it. But um, he is he's back. He's eager to play. He's ready to put that injury behind him. Just a good reporter. You're, you got eagle eyes. Can't hide that scar from you. Yeah, my, I, I like to think I'm a good reporter. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Yeah. Julia, could you not? Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, okay. Running backs, linebackers, special teams. I am taking the uh, Cowboys linebackers because one of this, one of these groups uh, just cut Christian Ellis and uh, Shaq Leonard chose them because it was worse than the other one and he had more of a chance to play. I don't think that uh, a guy who was run off by the team that drafted him and uh, he was a face of the franchise for is all of a sudden going to come in and be Jeremiah Trotter in 2004. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Morrow is going to be playing in this game. Zach Cunningham might come back, but he'll be a little bit banged up. Yeah, I'm expecting Cunningham to be out there. Give me the Cowboys. Okay. How about them Cowboys? Cunningham and, and Shaq Leonard together. Uh, you got those 34-inch arms from both of them, man. Dak Prescott won't, he, he won't see through those passing lanes. Long levers make strong levers, as Chip Kelly used to say. Yeah, the Eagles are going to put Clifton Gethers out there. Long levers make strong. He said that about Marcus Smith as well. He said that about Benny Logan and Marcus Smith. In my memory, I thought he correct. said that about Joe Kruger. I don't think so. But Joe Kruger did have long arms. About Joe Kruger, they said that Howie, I believe, said this that if he came out in the following year's draft, sure. he would be drafted in the first three rounds. So they were jumping ahead on him and uh, did not necessarily work. They thought that about Shelton Gibson as well. Sometimes the and league- Nick Sirianni. <laughs> well, they were right about that. Yeah. Although I, I I don't know if Nick Sirianni would have been atop the coaching list the following year, but I think they did a great job uh, identifying the talent there. All right, Zach, you want the running backs or the special teams? Uh, give me the Eagles special teams, okay? And uh, these Cowboys special teams with Turpin are good, and Brandon Aubrey's making just about every kick, but uh, Britton Covey, look, got a soft spot for Britton Covey. Jake Elliott, Jake the Make. And uh, Michael Clay's group has been playing well, though they need to replace a key, a key contributor in Christian Ellis unless he clears waiver signs to the practice squad and is, in the, is elevated this week. I think this is thematically appropriate because now I, I take the Cowboys running backs. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Tony Pollard. You can have DeAndre Swift. Okay. Um, because this is perfect. It leaves me with the entire Cowboys team except for the Eagles' safeties, which includes 
the person who preceded Christian Ellis as one of the four okay. uh, Bo Wolf camp crushes. And he was part of the core four this year, Reed Blankenship, the player who uh, is still very much mine. And I think that's, I think that's good. So now it's poach time. Uh, so what, how do we, who goes first? Um, I'll let you go first. Mm, interesting. Let's think about this. Now, I, if I, I can't really... Oh, actually... I think your poach is easy. I know. I think there are a couple things I could do here. I could... I, see, I, are you assuming I could just take Lane Johnson and yes. give you my right tackle? Yes. I didn't know if, that would, if it would be I'd have to give you Tyron Smith or something like that because no, it'd it's be, the best tackle. It's, it's a straight position for position. Yeah, I think position for position. Because I think the other thing I could do is I could take Devontae Smith... Uh, and give you Brandon Cooks. Okay, you could do that too. Uh, which would which would change things. Yeah. But, so you're trying to strengthen your team and weaken mine. Yes. But. Or you can take Jalen Carr. Uh, yeah, I'm not as interested in in okay. uh, any of the defensive positions. You can take Shaq Wilson. No, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can you can take, take Shaq, Shaq Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. yeah. This is between Lane and Devontae. I think with. Jack Prescott, I already know that he can make a productive offense out of these Cowboys weapons. I will take I will I will take the Lane Johnson and give you Terrence Steele. Okay. Terrence Steele. Yeah. All right. And and you weaken my my uh first pick, which yeah. uh good move. I should have anticipated that. So mine I think is is fairly obvious too. Uh, I could go Micah Parsons, but I'm trading Hassan Reddick. I'm not in, in the market to do that. I think the biggest delta here is at right guard, where I'm uh, I'm gonna take Zach Martin and you can have Cam Jurgens. So now I got the right side of the Cowboys offensive line along with Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Jordan Mailata. And you got the left side of the Cowboys offensive line along with uh, Cam Jurgens and Lane Johnson. So interesting swap there. It really spiced things up. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have the intended effect that I, that I thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody cool me down. Do you want to swap with defense too? Oh my too? gosh! Here, here. Do you want to do defense? <laughs> what has gotten into you? Here, you want to do defensive swaps as well? <laughs> it's okay. We got two minutes here. You want to knock out a defensive swap? <laughs> Big swap guy over here. <laughs> um, or, or not? Or we can just close the show. I don't know. I got to get the Novacare. So I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm, I, if you want to swap, swap away. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Last time I tried to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll just say, Bo, I'm going to defer to your creative energy, and I will bring. I'll bring. No, I thought that was a fun. I thought I'll, that was a fun. I'll wrinkle. bring the info. Yeah, um, I thought that was a fun wrinkle. Yeah. All right. By uh, the way, which former Eagle is on this Cowboys step chart? Who can you name? This is going to be. This is a, this is a one for the true sickos. Is it a there. real deep dive? Well, the guy was in Philly for a few days. Okay, now before we get there, Zach, everybody should know that we've got a sale on the Die oh, Hard. Yes, definitely. On allphlway.com. The yearly membership, usually just under 80 bucks, $59.99 right now if you want to read all the good stuff from Zach and our beat back and forths. Yep. And uh, Charlie O'Connor and Kyle Newbeck and Derek Bodner. And you get merch stuff. So yeah, you get it comes deal. with a shirt, okay, and it comes with uh, you have discounted on you have discounts on events. We're gonna have a lot more, of, excuse me, a lot more events coming up, and it comes in a really cool box with um, different other items in there as as well. So take advantage of this because 
This is a rare deal. It's not like these promos happen, you know, multiple times a year. I, this is this is uh, perhaps the only time you'll be able to land this type of promo. So uh, jump on it now. And what position is this former Eagle? Uh, linebacker. Someone mentioned it in the chat. But. Oh, it's Rashawn Evans? Yes, yeah, Rashawn Evans. Oh. Yeah, he spent like three days with the Eagles, requested his release. and I uh, forgot all of, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Nice guy to talk to. Who would you say was not a nice guy to talk to? Well, I think if I think if there's someone who's not a nice guy to talk to, then shame on me because it means I didn't find a way to connect with them. Okay, but there are some guys who don't have uh, the time of day, or some guys who are not particularly uh, nice. But no, I I try to find a way to connect with everybody. Okay. Also, uh, Jason Babin lives to fight another day. Jason Babin lives to fight another day. I, I thought Jason Babin was. Terrific on Jeff McClain's podcast. So I give, you know, so sometimes it's just a matter of being able to uh, connect and unlock uh, that person's personality. Everyone has something to offer, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the Philly natives on the Cowboys, real quick, Asim Richards, by the way, I believe he went to the Haverford School. I could be wrong. Uh, but Asim Richards, uh, the offensive lineman, is the Philly native on that team. Dynamite. <laughs> Seam Richards. Shout out to the Richards family, everybody who's watching the uh, PHLY Eagles the podcast. Years, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. That'll do it for this episode. We are back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Danis, the professor, is coming back to Studio A. We're excited about that. So uh, lots, to, lots to get to. Obviously, an enormous game on Sunday, and we will talk more about it tomorrow. For Zach and Julia... And for all of the congregation, we thank you for uh, attending today's service. We thank you for watching the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, silly like the mayor.